Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm joined by Anne Blackburn, and we're going to be talking about restoring your prana or energy bank account. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've also published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Anne Blackburn, and at 19, Anne found yoga as a way to access her inner strength while working through some difficult experiences. She and her husband, Dan, have co-owned Tula Yoga and Wellness since March of 2012. They have three children, 16, 21, and 25 years old. Their mission is to make yoga and wellness accessible to all and create a space where people reconnect with and be themselves. Anne is a certified Soma Yoga therapist and integrates Ayurveda, energy work, and breath through private sessions, group classes, workshops, trainings, and retreats. Her purpose is to empower students to grow their awareness of their body's wisdom, the power of the mind, and find their inner strengths. Welcome, Anne. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to be here with you. And I think this is such an important topic, you know, to just learning how to refill our energy bank. And, you know, I see it. I see it everywhere. I see it with my best friends. I see it with myself, right? Like we're burning the candle at both ends. We have 2,100 things going on at once. And we often put ourselves on the back burner, especially moms. Um, And so I think it's such an important topic to talk about today. It is. And, you know, we're actually encouraged, applauded, and um, congratulated when we're doing overdoing. Yes. And when we're doing so much, we're acknowledged and, oh my gosh, you're so busy. You do so many things. And we haven't really been encouraged or taught how to restore or conserve. So we've been taught that we need to conserve energy outside of us. But when it comes to within us, we're taught to really deplete. And so we're doing all these things because it's become part of our society. It's so ingrained that we don't even realize that that's a, that's a pattern of us. Mm -hmm. So what, what we do in yoga therapy is we, we find those patterns. And so the energy bank account is, you know, is affected by all aspects of our life. And so when I say look for patterns, it could be, um, good patterns of, of health and wellness that contribute to good health and wellness, but it also could be patterns that we get stuck in that are not healthy. Yeah. And so what we're doing is from a kind of a outside perspective, it's always easier to kind of see from the outside kind of what maybe some things that might be contributing to a path of disease or 
disease in the future, because we know that, you know, that's eventually if we don't take care of ourselves, we can only do that for so long before our body goes into disease. And uh, so the, we look at several areas of um, that can affect our energy bank account. And I like to think about it like that because we wouldn't, we, we can't withdraw more money from the bank than we right. have, right? We get an overdraft. <laughs> what happens when we get an overdraft? We end up having to pay more in, in the end. And so um, just considering what are some things that affect us, you know, and then to be able to have that awareness so that you can then start putting things into your your life and lifestyle that is fulfilling and filling and supportive. And then the things that are depleting, maybe find another relationship with, or maybe they can go. No. So um, the different areas, so we can even talk about what, what does affect our energy. So the physical, like, in yoga, we do a lot of physical practices, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and in life, we've got all of our activities, we've got, you know, exercise, we've got in yoga, we've got asana, breath practices, the meditation, all of those things are supportive. And it really depends too on each person and what they need. So what you and I need could be different, right? right? And at any given time during the day. So not to go get too overwhelming, but there are, you know, it's like a prescription for each perfect person. It's not a, a one mm-hmm. size fits all. And I think it can be really overwhelming with all the information out there about what should we eat? How should we exercise? All of these things. And it just becomes so overwhelming. Yeah. And so to be able to have you know, be able to kind of go through systematically to, to know what works best for you. And then it could change over time, right? So what I need right now is different than I probably needed in my thirties. Right. Right. So the, um, the breath practices and stress management is really important. Um, and we can do that through various breath practices, and then just identifying areas, areas of stressors. Another area is movement. Like I was just saying, movement, exercise, or maybe even not moving so much, you know, sometimes slowing down, overdo, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's different times during the day when movement, you know, like in the morning movement, we need to get more movement to get that stagnant energy moving. And then people think that they're, you know, need to be energizer bunnies and go, go, go. And then wonder why, you know, midday they're tired, like depleted. And then try to put, you know, got to put that, get some coffee and get energized again. But really what we probably need is to rest and restore, right? Um, There's other areas like the food and the water that we're drinking, you know, good water, good food, Um, you know, identifying the foods that are not having us, you know, helping us feel good. Like for some people, 
you know, cheese, wheat, some of those heavier foods can really affect people and they might not even know it. Uh, And then sleep, you know, the sleep patterns that we have and the ability to get good sleep and um, habits before sleep and throughout the day really affect our sleep and uh, the schedule, like a regular schedule. So there's, um, those are kind of the main areas that we consider. And um, one of the, the one that I mentioned, the energy and stress, uh, stress management is huge because when we can regulate the nervous system and then also uh, retrain our breath patterns or breathing patterns, it can really help restore. And that's a, that's a whole area that, that we really focus on that is a little bit different in the way that um, I might be approaching it than a lot of yogis. So do you want to do a little practice? Sure. Okay. Um, so, so let's take um, just a little movement in your chair. So move however you want to move because the way we're sitting can affect our breathing. Mm, yes. Okay. So let's just do a little uh, felt experience here. And then as you're moving, allow your shoulders to kind of come forward and collapse forward a little bit. Okay. And then notice where your breath is moving in your body. Just notice where it's moving. So if you're collapsed forward, do you feel it in your chest or do you feel it down in your lower ribs? More in the chest. More in your chest, right? So what that does is it, it affects your nervous system. So it, it can put your body in that fight, flight, or freeze response. And so automatically your body is getting into that stress response. And so if we, and then the other is true sometimes because we, we work like this, right. We can around the computer and on the phone or other technology, or even like working in the kitchen or anything, we're often really forward, forward moving. And so if we, um, acknowledge that often we'll overdo it. Like we'll over prep ourselves up and we'll pull ourselves back. And now our rib cage is kind of jutting out and that also pushes the breathing up. Okay. And so if we could kind of go back and forth and find that neutral and that allows our diaphragm to draw down and, and then calm the nervous system. And then we can also absorb more oxygen and then we're breathing in and out through our nose. That's super important just to allow the the lower ribs to expand and allow the breath to be gentle without feeling like we have to take these big breaths in because that can actually be depleting too. And Angie, maybe want to take a moment to explain why we breathe in and out through our nose. Mm-hmm. So there's several reasons when we breathe. Well, just as a felt experience, let's breathe through our mouth and notice where 
our breath goes. Stays in my mouth. <laughs> kind of stuck here, right? Yeah. Yeah. You feel it, it doesn't down go anywhere. Your ribs. No, no, it doesn't go down. No. So we really want to draw the breath down deeper, low into the lower lobes of the lungs, because that's where the oxygen is perfused into the bloodstream and then distributed into the cells. And so if we're breathing up here, we're activating that fight, flight, or freeze. And if, you know, that the fight, flight, or freeze, it has its, its, um, you know, use, like we need to have that. Right. But if we're stuck in that pattern and we can't get out of it because our brain and body says that's normal, that's, we need to retrain it. And so if we're breathing through our mouth, we get stuck here. Uh, It's makes us, makes us feel more anxious. Uh, The other thing is if we're not breathing through our nose, we're not activating, we have a whole energy system in our body that gets activated by breathing through the the nostrils and the nasal passages, the um, there's nitric oxide in our nasal passages and we can actually boost that in different ways. But what that does is it cleans the air as it moves in and out of your body. So you need that air cleaned, right? It also uh, allows the, the, Um, blood or the, the oxygen to be diffused more into the body. And it also um, opens the airways. So nitric oxide does a lot of things. So we we don't get that if we're not breathing through our nose. There's, there's many other benefits. Um, So it keeps us really restored the, our prana or our chi in, in Chinese medicine, it's chi. If we're not breathing in that way, we're, we're not able to breathe functionally with our diaphragm, but then also restore energy. So it's probably one of the most depleting things we can do mm. is breathe through our mouth. All of our systems um, kind of go out of whack when we're, when we're breathing through our mouth. And I recently just read a statistic and I don't remember the exact statistic, but um, mouth breathers, not like just during the day, mouth breathers are way more likely to have sleep apnea. I thought that was fascinating. Yes. Because when you breathe through your nose, you actually get toned, your throat gets toned. um, And all of that system is supported. Otherwise it's collapsing. And that's where there you're having, we're having a hard time breathing with sleep apnea. If those tissues are collapsed and kind of flaccid, the other thing that's super important that we often don't hear about is that when we're breathing through our mouth, we're actually over breathing and hyperventilating, Mm. which means we're expending the, um, carbon dioxide in our system. So carbon dioxide is, is, uh, sent out through the breath. Right. And we often think in yoga, Oh, get rid of that carbon dioxide. Right. Because it's, uh, thought of as a toxin, but really we need a certain amount of carbon dioxide for the oxygen to be absorbed. So if we don't have enough carbon dioxide, the, the blood doesn't, the hemoglobin doesn't release the blood into the cells. And then 
we don't feel satiated. We don't feel the body has this set point that says, okay, this is all the carbon dioxide you can have in your system. Any more than that. So you have to slowly increase the tolerance for carbon dioxide so that the body can then have um, that higher level and then the body uh, absorbs more oxygen. So it takes time though, to get that up. It's like a set point. Uh, it's like a thermostat in the, in the brain. And if you do it too quickly, your body just wants to off gas it. And so we do um, increase that tolerance over time with, with breath practices. And in yoga, it's the kumbhakas or the breath holds. Mm -hmm. um, but we do that very systematically. So we're not overdoing it and not stressing the body. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of want to go back to um, something you mentioned earlier about how, you know, we often just don't make the time for our own wellness. And, you know, there's a great saying that if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to deal with your illness. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I just was teaching a class the other day about, you know, the central nervous system and, and yoga and how the CDC put out a, a report, six out of 10 people have at least one chronic illness or disease and four out of 10 have two or more. Mm. And these are like preventative things, right. That, that could be prevented through simple self-care, wellness and yoga and breath work. Um, and, you know, it's just fascinating to me that this isn't more like uh, common knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, that it's just not, not really talked about um, unless yeah. you are in a, in a yoga circle. <laughs> I think we're really in the society, we're really oriented to disease and treating disease and not oriented to health. And that is a huge paradigm that mm -hmm. we need to shift because if we're treating disease, it's already, we're already there. <laughs> right. We're not orienting. And these aren't things that are, that cost money. These aren't things that we have to spend a lot of time doing. It takes time to just, you know, right. systematically putting them in to your schedule and becoming, you know, have it become like brushing your teeth. And so we can create healthy patterns, just like the unhealthy patterns. It takes, there's, there's research that shows that if you're really diligent for six weeks, at least that those neural pathways get retrained and, mm -hmm. um, and then it becomes that becomes the new normal. So the learning process is that first we identify it. Okay. This is what we need Two is all right. Let's start getting still skilled at that. It might feel a little like a little clunky. So for example, bringing in a, a breath practice into your day, maybe three or four times a day, you know, stopping at every, anytime you eat maybe, or when you're driving, but you, automatically do it over time. And then your, your body just breathes in that way. Um, it takes that, that diligence because, but that becomes the new normal. So you don't have to 
think about it so much, your body is then trained over time, but it does take that in uh, yoga, we call it tapas or that, that commitment. And then it also takes uh, self-study and, and like what works, what feels good. Um, so one of the things that I do is with clients is I'll just have them start a list of things that have them feeling that feels good. That's fulfilling because we know what feels good and what, right. you know, what fills us up. So everything from the people, you know, we, we know those people who are just fill us up. Right. And then on the other side, there's the people who drain us. There's the foods that we eat that are feeling really good when you get done eating and you eat just the right amount and you're feeling really good versus the foods that don't feel good or maybe overeating and that feels depleting. Um, Music you know, that we listen to, or how about the news, you know, how much time do we spend watching news? Right. Or even positive things like what you're doing here is you're giving people an option to, you know, feel their curiosity and in that way, and they're, they're learning through this positive way. So you can listen to Amy's podcast instead of the news. Like there's a little bit that you need, right? But you don't need to kind of marinate in it and then get pulled down into that downward spiral of feeling like hopeless, right? Um, So you could, you know, how does it feel when you listen to Amy's podcast versus the news? (laughs) So you could put that on there because everything we take in is going to be a positive or negative, right? Yes. Um, There's how much water are you drinking, you know? You can, you can actually overdrink too. You can, you can overdo water too, but what are the things that you're drinking that, that are, you know, and not like, and I'm not talking about like caffeine that overstimulates. It's like, what has you feel good and kind of that calm energy. Uh, so there's a, you know, just a number of things that we can, that we can write down that we want to include more of on that positive side. And then, you know, what exercise feels good and what is what, when you get done exercising or doing your practice, do you feel filled up and restored or do you feel depleted? Okay. So there's maybe some, we can overdo that too, for sure. Or what kind of practices are we doing enough restorative practices and resting during the day? So um, just, you know, we have, there's a lot we have control over Mm -hmm. and then there's the things that we don't have control over, which is often depleting. So even making a list of things, okay, yeah, I don't, don't have control over what my kids are doing. (laughs) I don't have, you know, I don't have control over what's somebody's doing in another country or so just um, being aware of it. Because sometimes we're just, we do things so without, you know, it's so ingrained um, and just get current with what's feeling good and what's, what's feeling and what's, what's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, you know, having that list of things that feel good and, you know, it's really easy to get in a rut and you're like, I just feel like crap and, you know, you don't feel like doing anything. Um, 
But if you can just like pull out this list and be like, okay, maybe it's just listening to your favorite music, right. Mm -hmm. That can get you pulled out of that mood. Um, It doesn't have to be anything strenuous, right. You know, you can just Mm -hmm. sit there and listen to your music, but it can totally shift your attitude and, and, you know, even just moving, you know, just earlier when you had me, you know, just do those little movements, like it made such a difference. Um, and earlier today I was talking with someone and she had me just tap on the top of my head and it, it, and she even joked, like, I don't need coffee when I do that. (laughs) It like gives you this boost of energy. Um, so there's just, you know, there's just such small things. And, and I really, love it. Cause, cause the idea of breath work and just teaching yourself how to breathe correctly. Cause I think so many of us, you know, it's, it's an autonomic system, right? We don't have to think about breathing. We just breathe, but we've never actually been taught how to correctly breathe. Right. Right. Like that's not something you get taught. Um, and, and learning how to actually breathe, like you said, not into your chest, because that's putting you into fight or flight and breathing all the way down to your diaphragm. Um, how that just simply changing the way you breathe can change so much. And you know, the, the lower ribs, if you bring your hands to your lower ribs and even like your side, lower ribs, and just really gently breathing. So I talk about the breathing is low and slow because I think we're also taught to that we need to take these big breaths. Yeah. And that's over breathing. And so just the low and slow is so restoring and um, kind of matching what you need metabolically. Like if we're walking, right, we're going to breathe more. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, this is really, really key. When you're out walking or exercising, if you need to breathe through your mouth, you're exercising too much until you boost that, that tolerance for, for CO2. So if, or carbon dioxide. So if you are out, even doing your practice, if you're, if you have to breathe through your mouth, your body's saying, okay, that's too much. Slowly build, do just enough so you can breathe through your nose. And that is going to help restore it quicker than anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but over-exercising and Mm -hmm. I see so many people, I I know my best friend over-exercises, um, she goes too hard at cardio and, um, you know, she's not seeing any results from it. Right. Cause she's over-exercising. You have to find that, that sweet spot of what your body needs. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's, it's an ebb and a flow. And, you know, I think we're taught so many bad behaviors, um, you know, just from society. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just getting into some really good behaviors can really just change so much getting yeah, into if homeostasis. Thinks, if your body thinks it's in survival mode, it is going to, it's going to yeah. start you know, keeping the fat in, it's going to, it's going to hold, it's like an armor, right? So um, yeah, I think if you vary that up and um, it's kind of, everything is kind of counter to what we've taught, what we're taught. So this, what we're talking about is this, you know, doing less planning, you know, maybe putting less in your, in your schedule. What do you really need to do? 
you know, what, or is it just what you've been doing and that's, you do it anyway. So really being conscious of, of how much you really need to do, um, do less. Yeah. Do less, take more breaks. Yeah. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation. And if people want to learn more about you and your work, um, your website is tulayogawellness.com. And there is a clickable link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can click through to that. But tell us a little bit about what we can find there, what you have coming up. We have um, in the fall, we have a class series that we love their yoga therapy class series. We have some intensives in, um, in October, we have an intensive where you can learn the Soma yoga therapy approach. That's a weekend. Um, we have, um, just on the website, you can see we've got classes and, and workshops and retreats and, um, you know, private yoga therapy sessions so that you can have your own plan created for you. So you don't have to think, you know, be overwhelmed with all that's out there and um, specifically for your needs. Um, And uh, we just, we always have new things coming up. So checking the website is always best to stay up to date. Awesome. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being here and sharing today. Yeah. It was so fun to talk with you, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you really enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their wellness journey, discover this podcast. And also if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting it through a Patreon membership for just $5 a month at patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.